When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Hey Beverly Hills 90210 fans, are you ready to dive deep? Episode by episode, storyline by storyline, character by character, as we break down the making of your favorite zip code with your host. Charles Rose. Did I say that? Harry Mullen. The real person. And we go, what? We'll get rid of this guy. Pete Ferrero. I'm feeling wonderful. <laughs> Kathleen looks crush, TV crush worthy. Like so many special guests. And all your questions. Live on the Beverly Hills 90210 show. Oh, yeah. Well, we are back again for another exciting episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 show, and this is number 50. Yay! Yay! We've made it to number 50. This is super exciting. I'm uh, going to cover uh, one of my favorite episodes, if not my favorite, Misery Loves Company. Uh, Larry, any you're with us to celebrate the 50th. I'm, yeah, I'm going to you know launch you off into it. I just wanted to you know, share... Uh, a happy thought with, uh, with my uh, uh, collaborators and uh, co-patriots and colleagues. Uh, you know, it's been a lot of fun. We started the thing in March, and now we got 50 shows, and plus all the bonus stuff we did. And, uh, yeah, it's just been energizing me. I, it, was ma- it made for a great year, so a great uh, time so far. Um, you know, So thanks, guys. And raise more yeah. in, in this country. True. And it's a lot of work. We're tired, guy. We work this hard. I mean, yeah, I write yeah. dabble writing here and there. This is... I got to watch the episode. I got to say something intelligent. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, you know. Who, and so I, uh, you know, but it's, it's, uh, a, it's a good way to spend And it's to laugh with you guys and, and relive this with you guys. That's the, best, that's the best part. I was thinking, they opened again, seeing all the faces of our friends and colleagues, uh, you know, it's something that we are all a proud of that we will always share. So that's always just a kick and an energizer and seeing Jess's happy face and Jess. Yeah, and both Jessicas. Both Jess. Two Jessicas. No, no <laughs> way. Two Jessicas. No this way. It's hard getting in from that snowstorm, huh? I mean, right? <laughs> no, there I was crawling through trying to get here. What was that like, Jessica? You guys had record snowfall out on the East Coast, I think, right? What has that been like? And you're in the city, right? You're in the. the I am. The I am in the city. Um, what was it like? I literally have not left home in days. So I can tell you what it looks like from my window. Um, <laughs> it looks very cold. And. Um, Am I am I among all West Coast all all you Los Angeles people? You've all forgotten. I grew no, up in Canada. 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 I, 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 don't forget. I don't forget. I lived in Canada. Yeah, well, and you're Jersey. You're technically a Jersey boy, uh, Larry. My, I was born in Jersey, but I grew up in Long Island, and I lived. You in know, and I, my freshman year before I went to Berkeley was at University of Wisconsin, we, we and then three years later, I forget how much I hit just like cold, and I'm in Cambridge. What am I doing? <laughs> that was enough. Not going back in those places after. That. Larry, uh, before you leave us yes. here, uh, you don't have Planet Nine Hundred Two One Zero to plug I this week. Have, no, I've got no plugging. One second, I've got. But, but I do have <laughs> the Get Out of Here T-shirt. Right 
I just got knocked out by this is the uh, the tie dye uh, black. I mean, Who knew that that tie dye came in black? But I didn't know. It's very cool. Oh, it's very cool. And someone was wearing Hi, it Karen. in a Facebook picture today. One of our patrons. Alicia Wagner was wearing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're old. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it, guys. Have a great show. Wait. Misery loves company. Before Thanks, you go, Larry. Larry yeah. uh, no, there is something I want to talk about. Is the Pluto oh. tweet along that is coming oh, wow. up? Wow, that's <laughs> going to be crazy. I hope Jess is going to help and Chuck's going to help with that because that's that's an endurance test. That's five so three of, hours of, of tweeting. Uh, yeah. and you can say snarky things. You can say wonderful things. <laughs> I didn't do it last. Uh, Karen did. I'm too Karen, old for that. Karen, Karen Rosen did it with me. I'll do and, more. It's the one with me yeah. and Aaron in the limo, right? One of those episodes. Yes, exactly. Got to have heart. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. You I gotta can say what we were really saying to each other. That would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm looking forward to seeing I, I haven't seen any of these episodes. I saw the ones listed. I have no memory of I feel like Jessica. I have no memory of any of these. I don't have all. a mess. You probably do, Jessica. I have no recollection of the one that we did out in... Um, out in the Santa Anita. I remember we we did the Oh, they I remember gave... Santa Anita well because I I think I think we wrote that one. You were and yeah, the, we were out there. It was a at, fun with Bill Delia. Oh, it was a really yeah. fun day. And Bill Delia directed that one. And yeah. that was the one where I learned about how to make production money spread because we had this horse racing thing for that episode. But we also had to do for Valentine's Day, Brenda and Dylan give blood. Yeah. So they found some room at Santa Anita and stuck them in it, and that was where they gave blood. And I thought, this is very mm. clever. I'm and trying. I'll tell that story because that call asking me to do that episode came from Elizabeth Dole, the oh, head is. of the give, give blood, uh, yeah, Red Cross, wow. and wow. Uh, Dole's wife. Be Dole. Yeah, be Dole. And she was excited for us to do it because she knew what Henry Winkler had done. With ha on happy days when Fonzie got a library card, had that increased yes, exactly. library cards, exactly. and she wanted this to do the same thing for donating blood, and it was hugely successful. All right, so you're going on Pluto, and you're going to Pluto TV. Yes, exactly. Yes. Melanie, do you know the uh, sponsor? What uh, are the episodes, Melanie? Do you we'll have talk after. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I can pull them up. Give me a second. Yeah, Melanie's going to say what episodes we're yeah. looking at. Yeah. There's I'll tell you, I think a couple I saw. Labors of Love. I didn't realize that was a Valentine one. Um, uh, Gotta Have Heart. Uh, Bleeding Hearts. Uh, well, then we're also doing two others that are not Valentine's themed because it was tough to find Valentine's. Oh, right, yeah. We're doing yeah. Jessica's uh, I Choose Me. That's right. Steve's I Choose oh. Me, which we're going to, we're going to, you know, we're yeah, going to, we're going to be live tweeting that. I need. I have to buy that shirt from you. I'll, I'll get you that shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, we're doing uh, Little Fish. You know the uh, Dylan. I uh, love that, uh, Larry. It's such a good episode. It's so romantic. Yeah, romantic ones because we ran out of Valentine ones. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and that's February eleventh. February eleventh. Yes. That would be a lot of fun. Yep. Yeah. That's good. Looking All right. Well, way. I'm gonna rock. Larry, it's nice to see you. you. I, uh, Bye, Larry. Bye, Larry. I'll see you guys. Bye, Larry. Bye-bye, guys. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to show everybody this. This is our friend Caitlin who did this. You know, you were wrong, Dad. You've been wrong for a long time. You're wrong about me, and you're wrong about Dylan. But you were right about one thing. Dylan and I shouldn't be sneaking around, and I shouldn't have lied to you. And I'm not going to lie to you again. I'm in love with Dylan, Dad. He is an important part of my life, 
and I'm going to see him whenever and wherever I want to. <laughs> the hair flip at the end. I, love it. I, I love that. I know what the baby is saying. Yeah, and, what the, and also what the baby is saying is, Mom, I'm Dylan. Come here. Yeah, right. get me. <laughs> well, that is the episode that we're jumping into. Wait, uh, Melanie wants me to plug this before she steps off here, too. I'm sorry, Melanie. I just, we got all into the mood here. Okay. You, have, you have a hunt going on, right? Uh I do. Yes. Uh, February 11th through the 15th. So it kicks off the same day as the Pluto tweet along uh, virtual scavenger hunt. You can sign up at 90210hunts.com. There's a chance to win prizes and you can have a blast while you're competing against other Beverly Hills 90210 fans. And I just picked up a good hunt hint while we were talking here. So for anybody that's doing the hunt, that's listening, um, pay attention to this episode because I think there's going to be a clue. So Okay. Well, there you go. All right, Melanie, it's good seeing you, and we will see you a little bit later. All right. Bye-bye. All right. So it is fun to talk about Misery Loves Company. Uh, A lot's going on in this, you know, this is the start of season three. Best Um, season ever. Yeah, I I mean, I I, I sort of agree. (laughs) Is it your favorite, Jess? Three? Yeah. Which Jess? Yeah, this one's my favorite. I mean, the senior year, because we finally really got to do we put it in real time. We were doing high school, you know, and it, and it, 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 it was, we had, you can see, and I always, and now I've, I've done these enough and seen enough of these Jessica's to know that there's seasons one and two and, and there's season three in terms of high school. Season three is a completely autonomous one, not only because it's in real time and because some of the stories are more sophisticated, et cetera, et cetera. But because they gave us some more money to make the show, and you can see it right on the screen. Also, the thirty episode season. Three was twenty nine, I think. Well, right? I mean, my can you oh, imagine? 30. Yeah, we did. I yeah, there, one, there was one or a few that we did thirty two. Yeah, I think those were in college, and then after I left, you guys kept doing thirty two. But know. I think it was twenty eight. The first one in. <laughs> 29.30 this one. Because wow. the commencement was a two-hour, and so sometimes it's counted as two episodes, sometimes just one episode, you know, because it's two and hours. And, you know, somebody said to me, oh, you know, the show went to such fabulous places. You must have loved seeing them. And I said I couldn't, I almost never could go anywhere because I was in the office right away. <laughs> like we were the other sides of it. That's right. That's what Karen got the benefit of that. I wrote the script. Okay, I'm going to be on the set all the time because I don't have a job. So there, I wrote it. I'm here. You know, I mean, she didn't have a staff job. She didn't have to yeah. think about the one that was three down the line. She did, but nonetheless, she got to do it from the set there. But we it never is, did. It you is impressive, we though, to talk about 32 episodes like Jessica Shaw was mentioning. I mean, now we look at streamers, and we're lucky if we get six to eight episodes in a season of something that we all really like. And we're like, <clears> oh! <throat> We got six. This is going to be so good. Sometimes even four episodes, which is bizarre. bizarre. Well, you know, it's financial first. And and I think we've talked about this. At least we've talked about it behind the paywall when we get a little more business oriented. Right. That it really became clear that six hours, eight hours, maybe max. Can yeah. pay, you can you can actually make those. And if you have a, some partnerships and stuff, you can actually people can get paid. It doesn't all have to be volunteer work. You know whether it, whether and 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 more. It's it's a number that you can work from. Whereas 
these, you know, the networks, I mean, what do they do now? 12? They don't do 22 anymore, right? Because Lindsay's on the, a good show and they only do 12, 14. Some Zoe. of them do longer. I, I, oh, the yeah. NCIS is doing well, a lot. Yeah, yeah, they, they never stop that. And, you know, Chicago, hey, but, 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 you Chicago know, shows, it, they just go. It, okay. It's hard sometimes for writers uh, and producers on the shows with shorter orders because they're doing fewer episodes and they're but job free. But getting back to this one, you know, it was important. It was real important. And it, it's just Steve and Jess and I, because, you know, the fourth leg of the table, Darren had gone to Melrose yeah. and, and it was like, okay, we've left it here. And, you know, it's our show, especially you, you two. I mean, it's our show. We're the second writers here. And we brought, and we brought in some new writers on staff, one of them being Chip. <laughs> and one of them, another writer who did really well for us, named Star Froman. She did some real nice episodes. I, I don't think Chip was in yet. At least it was. He no, wasn't not, in the, not as we started here. Miller and Brancato were in this thing. Were, were and and Chip and um, and Chip Chip did uh, Home and Away. He did eight. That was in this in this season. Season three, yeah. And and Star. And Bill and Brincado. There's somebody at my door. You'll have to excuse me for a moment. <laughs> yeah, Elijah, Elijah, when it comes to Jessica, Elijah does not wait for Passover. She does it's not. Like, what do you got? What are you cooking? Bobby, I'm coming now. So that's what's going on. <laughs> There's uh, the wine. We're gonna see the wine go down. I have a question about when you have to when you have to break a 30 or figure out a 30 episode or 32 episode season. Did you kind of think, you know, in the writer's room, are you saying, okay, here's what summer season's going to be. Here's what we're going to progress before. Do you know, because this episode that we're going to talk about tonight sets up summer season perfectly. You now know why Kelly's staying home, why Brenda's going to head off to Paris, what's going on with Dylan, where are we leaving him? Like every, every seed is planted for the next few episodes. But when you were starting this season, did you know how things would end by the end of three? Yes, great question. Well, you know, the interesting thing is, and and we we as in watching it again, we there's this line, you start out and you're in the you're in the peach pit in setting up that sequence where Steve is gonna take over for Brandon. And they say, We're seniors, buddy, it's our senior year. So clearly everything that happened at that point we had got the approval to move forward. Mm -hmm. And we'd had it calendarized. Right. We didn't know the end. I mean, it, thinking about it now, our, you know, we definitely had the resources to go to Paris. And, and I don't know if you remember this, Jess. We really laid it out pretty well. Jeff Melman was going to be the director of it. We were going to take about, it was going to be about a three-day shoot. We, you know, we're going to go all the places you've seen, but so what? You know, we would have been there. And... um and I wonder if it was like, well, you're going to make us be in the senior year. You're going to, uh, you're going to, um, you're going to Universal. You're going to go to the Huntington Library. You're not going to the Tuileries. You know, it's. Uh, <laughs> I never thought it. I never saw that connection to right now. And uh, but uh, who knows? But anyway, it was. Uh, it, it did require a lot, and it's something I personally enjoy the storytelling. So it was fun, and and Jessica and Steve also in the serialized right. So we had fun setting that up, and I think we did know they were graduating. What we didn't quite, I guess, well, we had to know they were all going to end up at the same college because that 
was one well, of the I agreements. remember that was a meeting. That was a meeting in Aaron's office. Yeah, and discussing he, that, was, that they they were all going to go to the same college and they were all going to they were going to live in the same apartment. And it was like, and we there was a little fighting about we did not want them all in the same apartment. Yes, yes, and of course, which college would they be going to and all that? But it was. Um, you know, I had thought about the idea, well, if we set Brian, you know, Austin Green back, if we held him and be the star of his own show there, then, you know, all of a sudden you've got an extra show. But their extra show was Melrose. Right. They didn't, they didn't need an extra ensemble, team ensemble show again. They had a young 20s one, which is what they thought they wanted to be doing. So we didn't – We so that fight we'd never even – that, that. that came up again that uh, in future years that discussion mm-hmm. started again. Oh, I bet. <laughs> well, I think that Chip wrote a not wrote a high school pilot. Uh, I do. Yes, he did. I supervised him on that. It was wonderful. Yeah. He had two different ones. He had one. He he was in Los Padres, Texas, and finally spelled. And they said, "We're not going to go to Jonathan Levin." Said, "We're not shooting it in Texas." So that wasn't going to happen. And then he wrote one that was just wonderful about um, kind of set in the valley and a bad prep school kid. And and what ended up happening was that Fox would have given us the order. They would have given us, but the order was not for, if they were trying to save money, a lot of companies were as an in-between time. And so they weren't doing full pilots. They were doing, what do they call them, Jess, when you'd show? Embedded pilots. You no, you'd show like oh, presentations. 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 So they were going to give us a presentation, which wasn't much money. Uh, you know, it was not much money. And spelling said no, and Chip went, "I'm out of here." And uh, I wouldn't, uh, you know, and and I was willing to. I'll I'll wait for spell, you know, on Sony. What's what's make this, you know? Uh, but. Hey, so the, the Melrose crossover that ended right because at the top of this, Kelly's talking about Jake, right? She's like, yeah. and, and Don, they're talking about Jake, and Jessica Klein has shared where Jake <laughs> may 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 or may not have come from, right? Yes, I remember writing Jake. Was um, he your pool boy, Jessica? No, no, no. Oh, That's okay. your. It's no Pete. What I shared was that we embedded. Jake into a Nine of Two episode. Oh, I know. And um, Ooh, we yeah. launched him that way. And then I I shared other things that you can find in one of the fifty episodes we've done here <laughs> on the podcast. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Which I I complained about my lack of compensation for having created the character of Jake. Oh, and Jenny was, was on Melrose. Also. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, he was a nice guy, did you? But no, we. So the girls. Uh, Tori and and, uh, and but particularly Jenny, they did Melrose, right? Both yes. of them went yeah. on Melrose. Yes, and we this was a mandate to mention it in this episode. So there were certain things that we were given. Um, right, right. I mean, we were we were part of that. I mean, I went to, I think I went to the network casting of Grant Show. I don't know if you were there. I, I went to that I don't one. Think so I, at least yeah. I don't remember. Maybe you know, I did. I don't remember. There's things it, I don't you know. remember. Do you remember either of you, and I when you found out that Darren wasn't going to be moving forward, what Nine Tony was going to be doing the the Melrose thing, and what that was like, that thought process. 
Well, we've gone through that and, and we're here. So I'm going to sidestep that just for a second, Pete. What it did for us, the thought process was, you know, uh, it, and it was one of the things I remember so fondly about season three is it was like a three musketeers. It was you two and me and we're out. We're, we're in it. You know, there's no yeah, real I, other, there's no real other power group making the show at that point. It's us. We're it. Right. And we didn't have to uh, we didn't have to have any internal approvals. I mean, the three of us got along and we had very much the same sensibility. And we while there were things that Chuck liked to do that better than we liked, right. and there were things that we liked to do better than Chuck liked. Um, it was an easy split for us, you know. You had a lot of episodes. And, <laughs> and we knew and we knew that you know, in talking about the laying out of the season. At some point, we knew that this show, where we would be building to, which is a night to remember and Donna Martin graduates, those those episodes were going to be, I don't know exactly when we first, you first mentioned it to me, but the moment you got them, you're going that way. You're, you you yeah. know where you're going to be going. That's so true. many you know, of was, We knew there was a graduation, but we didn't, until we suddenly said, oh my goodness, we should steal our cousin's story and do Donna Martin graduates until we thought of that. We didn't know what the big crisis was going to be. We knew there was going to be some crisis. So that was, got, that was right. cool. And when we got to the second half of it, of, of the season, we knew, I knew, well, okay, we're going to do one where there's ditch day. We're going to do one where it's senior poll. Just, you know, we're going to do stuff that's a little more concentric to uh, or, or attached to, you know, some of the in, student institutions of, of Beverly Hills. And then of course, you know, right. You know, Jack McKay gets out of prison and the show twists, you know? So I think that's the moment to me in looking back at things now a little bit that I remember somebody writing me a letter uh, at some point or a, a snarky comment or something reading somewhere that basically said that the last true high school episode that we did in season three was the one with uh, where Brenda and Kelly are dating the the boys to men from Princeton? Oh, that was so funny. That after it's so funny. That that's chippy. <laughs> and the driving of the car, and and which which I always Jack Bender was our was our director. And that one, I always they were still building the freeway, and I wanted to have the race on the freeway. And and uh, Paul nixed that pretty quick. We did in front of our uh, we did in front of our stages our stages our, our warehouses in the valley, but the um uh you know right after that Jack McKay gets out of prison and it it the tone starts to shift shifts in a way that we needed it to shift we're moving out of pure high school into that feeling of we're graduating seniors right I mean that's a different feeling it's a different emotion a little bit. So As is the emotion of summer before senior year, which is a whole other special emotion, which is how the season started, which is perfect. Yeah. There is, there's such a sense of freedom in this episode. Yes. And it's just when the show opened up to, uh, to the beach club, it was just very, that was liberating for us. And that was a set, by the way, that I, I remember going to a lot. And in this episode, yes. I was uh, telling the guys, I'm, watch I'm watching today, and I suddenly see my daughter. And, it, and I didn't remember. That, it, was she in the that, shower making out with Dylan? <laughs> 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 so that was her alter ego. 
she was um, <laughs> she was one of the group of children when Brandon comes up to Andrea and says, "Have you seen Brenda?" And she they say, "Hi, Brandon." And she <laughs> uh, she was an extra in that episode, and she hadn't. I don't think she'd yet become girl number two. I think this might have been her first. One of her earlier experiences. Oh, she had to earn her chops. We had to see how she had her yeah, yeah. Exactly. Girl Not everyone gets was that cars and, and yeah. So uh, that's what I she, said. I, I did a watch along with with Pete, and I did say right. I, Lindsay only showed up when there were lines. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what I thought when I saw this, and I thought there's no way they're going to bring Lindsay unless there's a trailer. So sure <laughs> enough, there wasn't. <laughs> that's great. Um, but I, I, I sent a picture, a screenshot to share. Yeah, but it was fun. It was a, it was a great place to actually to be with your kids and that. It was a, that's one we I would go to a lot because that was our, that was a Beverly Hills beach. That's where yeah. the high school used to go to the little. It was called Tees, and it was Tees Tacos, and it was the parking lot where where a restaurant in L.A. that's known and a beautiful spot with terrible food called Back to the Beach. That's Worst where food in the world. It's horrible, unbelievable. But, that was every high school in Beverly in the West Side had a parking lot and connected to a, a concessionaire from the pier to uh, Chautauqua for, you know, the basic. And of course, Beverly Hills was the one that was next to a private beach club. All that the beach club, when we went there the first time, was so decrepit and it, it looked so terrible. Oh, and the, when, club, the, the club? Yeah. And when oh. they fixed it up, when the set people, yeah. Tom Victor came and, and they just made it magical. I, I mean, that was wonderful. It's true. It's true. And uh, this is the second season that you're using the Beach Club, which is really yeah. exciting. So it's already sort of established in our world. Um, was it important to come back, Chuck, to the to the Beach Club and say, hey, we're going to, you know, we did that last season, but. That really worked for us. Let's do that again. No doubt. Uh, and we we actually went back to Santa Monica for the third time afterwards and said, we want to do something here. I don't know if we were going to do a series. It was going to become season four of 90210. In fact, I know it wasn't because we were tired and we needed a summer off and the actors had to have a summer off. Uh, so we, we, we were not going to shoot summer episodes, but the whole idea of let spelling go in and do a series called the Beverly Hills beach club. I mean, that's, that was, that, that is a spelling imperture all over it. But, Except uh, East did instead Malibu 2000. Right. And well, see, that, they wouldn't, they wouldn't and, let us do it, Jess. They wouldn't and, let them oh, do it. Oh, is that what happened? Cause oh, they would not let us go back because we asked, we asked, can you please keep up our set deck for three months and we'll we'll pay the insurance? They didn't care. They didn't want us there. Uh, Jen wants to know, <laughs> I wonder if the writers had a senior poll and if they won anything. I remember ours from our senior year. <laughs> I'm sure Charles remembers. <laughs> of what I won? Yeah, yeah. what did you win? I was so wired in that that not only do I know what I won, I knew all the things I came in second for. Well, <laughs> which, which then became a real much more of a watch word for my life, you know. Almost. <laughs> um, but uh, I won what you probably would expect me to win. Um, was I? Uh, I won um, done most for the class. 
Um, well, that's something to be proud of, Charles. That was my thing. Yeah, I was. We didn't right, have that in high school. I want to show you. Have, no. I want to show you. Who you had was, the most? Didn't you vote for who was the most moral person and who was the most ethical person and who was the most? I went to Hunter College High School. Oh, but I'm vote, thinking about your other one. I'm thinking about all we voted for was who got into the best college. That's what we cared about, and that was me. Thank you very much. And you won. Yeah, you I won, won that. <laughs> uh, I want to show you a scene because one of this is this was also happening in the backdrop of what was what you, when you guys were shooting. Chuck, you made me made me aware of this when we were doing the watch along. Uh, the stuff that was going on with Henry Thomas. I'm going to just share this scene. Smell that salt air. We're lucky guys to be able to spend the summer down here at the beach. My sentiments exactly. Yeah, but things are going to be different this year. I saw the new playground equipment. Here we're going to have a real summer camp. Uh, I'm not talking about swings or seesaws, Walt. What do you mean? You don't know much about me, do you? Where I live, what I do for a living. No, I guess I don't. Yeah, I used to work at the Crenshaw YMCA, program director. And every summer come here. Not a bad way to make a living. Yeah, it wasn't. It was great. <laughs> then last year I thought, you're 40 years old, it's time to go for it. So I got together with my brother-in-law, Marcus. We mortgaged our houses, took out a loan on top of that, and bought ourselves a sporting goods store. Didn't even think I was going to be back here this summer. Business was getting so good. Then it all went up in smoke. We lost everything to the looters and what they didn't get burned in the fire. I'm really sorry. It goes like that sometimes, I guess. The hardest part was watching my hometown burn. See, no one's innocent, Walsh. All of us have been hurt. Really wonderful stuff. Favorite moments of all of season three, I think, really, knowing my interests and stuff. I so remember on the phone, Jessica and Steve lived in Los Feliz, which was above an area that was getting ransacked. In, and I stand on the in, balcony and watch, we watched the fires. We just stood there and we watched it all happening. And I'm on the phone and I'm in the mid Wilshire district, not very far from where Spelling's offices are in a part of town called Carthage. Yeah circle and um there were the night before i went to bed and this of course was the next day but that night there were fires i could see from four different sides of where we lived uh and everybody left i, I stayed alone and the end of the, the <laughs> yeah that was a tough thing and um and, and, a, and a, i was laughing because the, the doorbell rings the next morning at eight in the morning and who's at the door is a black man and I'm freaked out. Like, what are you doing? Because I, I lived in a part of town that people thought they might actually be burning in residential areas. So I was like, what are you, who? And it was the person from Vanity Fair who wanted to interview me about Luke for mm. the cover that he does with the, when he's holding the gun and no shirt. Um, right. Yeah. Anyway, that happened that that next morning of, of all this terror that, that went on in our city. But, uh, but I, yeah. I'm sorry. When, didn't Gabrielle get married that weekend or something, and we all went up to Santa Barbara? Yes. <laughs> okay. We did. Married Gabrielle's wedding. 
But we had scripts to write, <laughs> and the rest of the scripts are happening, and we, um, it was like, well, what are we, you know, like, let's, we were the first show to talk, because we got to be on so early, we were talking about something that was still really um, fresh in terms of people's perceptions of Los Angeles. What I, what I, what I, there are many things in that passage, looking back at it, Jessica, how things were laid between the lines and that we didn't ever, you did not hear the word Rodney King. What you did hear were all, uh, none of us are innocent. We all were hurt. And it, it doesn't necessarily mean one follows the other. It's almost like, it's not a non sequitur, but it, it, it goes to parameters that were in this because, as I said, when I watched it on this, I think, Jess, I watched my town burn. And it was for the second time because I watched it burn as a kid during the watch riots from the hills up where my parents lived. And so, um, yeah, so it was trying that we got to talk about it and we got to do it. And then, but in, in typical, it, you know, in ways for us not to be the, you know, the, 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 the preachers from the, from the pulpit, the, the next moment, he goes, well, shouldn't that your sister right there? And we move right into Brendan Dillon, and we it's are out of It's time for more kissing. That's right. <laughs> but it was a way to do that. You know, one of the things about doing social drama, especially social drama in which you do have a things that you want to impart, is you just have to do it in a way that doesn't beat you over the head. And that today, I think a lot of pro- programming is geared to shock you a little bit more, but we didn't have that luxury. We just needed to make some points and feel what was going on and move forward. And I, I like that I just one. I want to let everybody know that I have re- reached out to James Pickens Jr.'s uh, agent, and I think we will get him to come here on this show at some point. So we will hopefully that will happen. Yeah, he every time he did, he's such a working actor after. 902 and all. I'd see him in things. I'd be very happy for him. But, you know, then when he got grays, that's a I whole mean, other that's a whole other kettle of green. And so happy for that man. One of the things I love about this, too, it gave Henry Thomas more depth than just, you know, being the guy that had a problem when you interrupted the young and the restless. Though I do love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it gave it gave his ca- character a little bit more than what we were expecting. Was that in part? Was that a part of it too, Chuck? At all? Oh, sure. I mean, you know, we didn't get to do that with Denise Dallas. With, with the, you know, we didn't. It didn't go that way with her character so much. Some of the, you know, others. Even, you know, talked with Chancellor Arnold. Of course, we had Claire, so that was a way to get into things. We but had really- barely scratched Nat's surface by at this point. So, oh, um, yeah, I don't think that's right. Had we so done? Like, I, hadn't had a heart attack yet, right? No. no. I no, I don't think so. And I, uh, so, I mean, we, we had a lot of, when we decided to talk to any adults at all and explore their lives at all, that was a, that was a, a decision because what made this show different was it was about the kids. So right. we, we that was really clear after season there. one. Season one, we were still, it was the Walsh family show. Season right. two, even though so much of it, of course, in, in season two, how about season three? This episode is a Walsh family episode. That's right. Yeah. But it wasn't a Walsh family show per se. It wasn't the mandate of what we should be doing. Mm. But we got to see Jim at work at the office. Right. I mean, which, yes, which I feel did. like we didn't see too much. 
I'm not he, he got, on the phone with the, yeah. the holding the check in front of Dylan. He had a million things going on. He had that one outfit on the entire time. Yeah, he, he actually <laughs> set that mattress, I think, for a, for a couple of fashion seasons. Yeah. <laughs> about that. I have to ask you about the casting of Peter Krause while you're talking about casting because uh, he he's in there for you know a hot second as Andrea's boyfriend. Former editor of, of The Blaze, you know, graduated. Uh, he's a couple years a college guy. What was the thinking with that? First of all, did you know of his, I mean, prodigious talent when you cast him? And then beyond that, did you think, wow, this might be someone to keep around for a storyline? Well, you're going to be, I, that's a great question. We wanted to talk about this because I have something to spring on Jessica that she doesn't have a clue about that I was I mentioned to Pete today. I wanted to see something about this episode, exactly when it was, we, we started, um, when we first delivered the script, what day it was. Yeah. So it has them all bound here. And this, so I opened it up, but this one just didn't have the script. It basically also had the outline of what we were going to do all summer. This, oh. and the different and the triangle, you know, the, the paragraph ways we used to, you know, do it. Yes. And it wasn't one for the specific show it was one for this is it so basically just this probably was what you, we were pitching you were mostly pitching when we would go see mcdermott and litman etc in fact you even got we even have litman's response in it litman wants in in those pages in, in those notes god i would love to see these pages i know this is one word now they didn't ask me to put anything up for the hunt this time so i, I didn't know get that could yeah. have been this other but anyway, we get to the character of Peter Krause, and the name is John Griffin, the young guy from high school who was the other editor in the Everybody's Talking About and a few of those. That was around the time we were putting this together. We were I filming see. that. You know, we had we had to get way ahead. That was part of what made it such a challenging um, experience. And 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 that's he was our placeholder. Whether we were any serious that we were going to bring him back, or whether the network or somebody said, you know, no, let's 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 really bring you know someone in Thank here. You. Yeah. But but you know, here we were now in season three, and you you've heard me you know in my self deprecating way talk about it was we used to think it was a miracle in season one when anybody with real credits walk through the door because they just not many did unless they were friends of the spelling company. Kristen Dottillo, we talked to uh, yeah. one of friends our friends of Jason from friends. Canada. What yeah. you're saying. The spelling company. She was, you know, they, they would come in, you know, we get some of those, but we didn't really. So someone like Peter Krause comes in and, and auditions for us. There's not even a question. We're going with that guy. And right. yet, so that's why we didn't think of him for anything more. He probably got a better job. It wasn't our focus of this of the series. It was a focus to we were he was brought in so Brandon's feelings to Andrea would surface. Right. His can we call it hypocrisy or young yeah. boys complexity. Uh, complexity. Very nice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um so, so that I find interesting, but yeah, he was, and you know, but we weren't going to develop, uh, we didn't, you wouldn't want to have that guy be our, our connection to Andrea in the senior year. 
it, right. it first of all, it allowed us to find Jordan Bonner. And whether we did very much with that or we didn't, nonetheless, there was a way to keep that um, some intrigue and some episodes alive that way. What I loved is that, and what I was that we were able to make uh, Krauss's character a Republican and he wasn't loathsome. Right. Well, here's Peter. Let's watch the scene of Peter Krauss that, that we're talking about. Jay, Jay, over here. Hey, Jay, how you doing? Everybody, you remember Jay Thurman, don't you? Yeah. You know, the blaze hasn't been the same since you left. Yeah. And what am I, chop liver? Yeah. <laughs> how you doing, Jay? Brandon Walsh. Jay Thurman. Jay graduated a year before you moved here, Brandon. He used to be editor of The Blaze. So, Walsh, Andre tells me you're the features editor, right? Uh, no, sports. Oh, sorry. So, Jay, you still at Northwestern? Yeah, I just finished my sophomore year. Jay's working for CNN this summer in the election unit. Well, I'm just an intern, but I will get to go to the conventions. It's great. Well, join us. We have plenty of room. Uh, thanks, but Andre and I are going to head out to see a movie. Yeah, we're probably the last two people on the face of the earth who have not seen Batman Returns yet. <laughs> Well, I'll give my regards to Catwoman. Okay. Brandon, I'll see you in the morning. Hey, it was good to see you guys. Uh, nice, nice stuff there with uh, Peter. By the way, I don't know if you saw Chuck. Everyone that didn't see Batman Returns, but that's <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other conversation. We named him after the the guy who introduced Dave and me. There's a guy named oh, yeah? Jim Thurman. Yeah. Aww. That's nice. So I'm sure we couldn't that. name him Jim because that was for, that was Jim Walsh, Jim but Walsh. Jay. You know, the interesting thing, Jessica, is why didn't Aaron Spelling look at these uh, dailies and say, I need this guy for something? Maybe he did. Maybe he, he did. Maybe he, it did. Was he may not have been handsome enough for Aaron. You know, Aaron had a particular look and what, you know, we would show him somebody and think it would, that he was really hot. And Aaron would say, no, no, no windows, no windows. And it was all about the eyes to him. All about and, the eyes. and if he had a funny nose, he didn't like a funny nose. And if he... Right. He had to look a certain way to be Aaron's type, and the stand with women. My God, it was even even more oh, difficult. Like, like a Jewish person look trying to be high, high Episcopalian to me. No, <laughs> I think that's so interesting that he had that he at, at, at what point when you were doing the show did you say, okay, I know this specific look because, like you said, you had other people who you would say this person's gorgeous. But he wasn't Aaron Spelling gorgeous. Right. How did we you had a, figure out we had, a, we had a buffer. We've had him on once in the beginning. Maybe Pete, you want him to come back for some some sets, you know, at the time. Tony. He's got some Tony Shepard. Yeah, Tony oh, was the buffer. Tony yeah. knew he's the one that had to say this is what they want to do. Tony represented us for the first conversation with Aaron. Because it, it, we've talked about what mattered most to Aaron, the three things. Wardrobe, casting, and Tori. Tori. And yes, in the in, in reverse order. Right. Tori casting. <laughs> no question. So so in that regard, that that you know, that was um you can't imagine you know, how hard it was to find the boy who whatever boy would be matched with Tori. That that was a really big deal. How stressed out was Brian Austin Green when he found out that he would eventually be matched with 
the person with, with Donna. Yeah, I, don't, there. I don't, I don't think he was, he was young and it was, we brought it up slowly and he didn't, they didn't know. I really do believe this Chuck. You can tell me if I'm wrong, but mm -hmm. I don't believe that Brian would have known that Aaron cared about what boy was kissing Tori. I don't think, I don't think they thought like that. No, no, I I totally agree with that sentence. It wasn't. He was a young guy. They were on that. I think that after it became evident, I think you know down the road with it, once we got to college a little bit more, and she had a much higher profile and a lot of different what things. Then I think that it then it lot mattered. And then of course, at a certain point, starting in season six, it was him. You know, like you know, almost was. Was he was he casting actors or was he were they auditioning to be a boyfriend? You know, right. it was a and I hate to say that I don't mean to attack anything, but it was like what well, what what's really going on here? Very difficult for families to work together, and and I think a father daughter is, is probably that. I don't know. After the first episode, I gave my daughter; she never wanted to work with me, so I'll never know what that was. <laughs> Now, take that one, that one out. We'll send it to Lindsay. See what <laughs> I will say about Tori. What I love about Tori is that, you know, there's this huge fan base for this show all these years later, and she has fought for this show all the way to, to now. She will always try to find an opportunity to talk about it, to be, to make it a part of us and to give us an opportunity to relive with the characters, whether it be through their podcast or whether it's, you know, a reboot or whatever. She's constantly always there for the fans. I think she's always thinking about that. I, I, I love Tori. And I think that she was amazing from the very beginning. Chuck will definitely back me up on this. She was game. She would do anything. She was right. willing to try anything, and she truly did not want to be thought of as the boss's daughter. So the stupider we made her look and the wilder the costume and the funnier it was and the bolder and then the more dramatic. I mean, she she gave it her all, and she learned. She was young and inexperienced, and she got better and better and better, and she was devoted to the show and very hardworking. Yeah. I mean, as far as her comedic talent, I feel like a, a few episodes after this one, when they're in Paris and the legendary brain scene, she is so funny in that so moment. Funny. Yeah, yeah we that just was... watched the other day, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, so, and... The, so one of the thrills of the summer um, was we were two couples. It was me and Steve and Chuck and Karen planning the summer shows because we knew that Karen was going to write Paris because if they got to go to Paris, it wasn't going to be the number two couple who was going to get to go. It was going to be the number one couple who got to go. <laughs> so they, pa Karen was going to do Paris and we were going to do Beach Club. And we sat in your house a lot planning that summer and then, mm -hmm. uh, and then making the summer. It was really yeah. fun. Really, really, really fun. And Karen, well, this one I love those off. Paris episodes so much. And I and it's all Karen. And it's just yes, wonderful. It's beautiful. Uh, Chuck, I don't know if you saw this, but Todd H. said something. Todd H. I did back. see that. And that made me feel so I'm so happy to see your name there, Todd. Yeah, I you just know? want to point that out. Todd and his family, they dealt with a lot of COVID stuff. And, you know, we just Todd want is to, our editor. They he's don't our editor. He's, he's a wonderful guy. And just 
so happy to see your name there. Uh, all right, there's a lot to talk about, you know, with Brenda and Dylan here. This is, I mean, we have we haven't even got here yet, but this is this is, you know, Brenda and Dylan fans. This is the this is the dream here. This stuff. This is the stuff that she was fighting for. Um, let's see here if I have this clip. This is probably one of the more iconic in this episode. Brenda, come back here. Brenda, come back here this minute. You know, you are wrong, Dad. You've been wrong for a long time. You're wrong about me and you're wrong about Dylan. But you're right about one thing. Dylan and I shouldn't be sneaking around. And I shouldn't have lied to you. And I'm not going to lie to you anymore. I'm in love with Dylan, Dad. He is an important part of my life. And I'm going to see him whenever and wherever I want. Brenda, I'm warning you. You walk away from me right now, things will never be the same. Wow, what an explosive scene. I have to, hats off to her. Because she is a such a terrific actress. And we, this show was blessed with really good talent. I mean, they were really good. And I learned from casting sessions and from other jobs that when somebody who's talented reads your words, you think you're the greatest writer in the world. Somebody awful reason you think you just really are terrible, but they, <laughs> they, they sold all this stuff and it's just wonderful to see it again because they were talented. She is a talented woman. There's something in her delivery that 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 complete the desperation of first love that I find that she does so incredibly well. And, you know, it's not headed anywhere great because it's she's right on the edge at all times. That's it. Um, I, I want to actually share the scene too that right right before this, when she gets found out, you know, when they when they confront her and she's starting to lie. I think this is some of her best work here. Uh, Shannon, we're talking about. Mom, Dad, hi. Brandon said you joined the beach club, so this is a surprise. This is great. I can't even believe that I'm here today. Yes, what a coincidence. Well, Kelly and Donna wanted to cheer me up. They thought they'd take me to the beach, you know, get some sun. Brenda, stop. What? I wish I could, Dad, but Kelly and I made other plans today. Dad, Why is it whenever I see the two of you together, he always has his hands all over you? And to think that you have been feeding us this entire misery routine. You have been lying to us, sneaking around for, for what, for two months now, haven't you? Haven't you? Yes. Did I raise you to be a liar? Did I? No. Brenda, I think you know I have always been sympathetic. But this deceit... Total disregard for everything your father and I have said. Where's Dylan? Didn't he have the guts to come up here and face the music? Yes, he did. I wouldn't let him. We're going home. But, wow. I mean, we, you know, and even J uh, Jim or James Eckhouse, you know, we've never really seen him. We see a lot of things that uh, uh, Jim Walsh does. We don't usually see in this episode. He gives the the credit card, go buy whatever you want, right? He's becoming a little Beverly Hills, and then he also disciplines her. And then, of course, we saw what how it all plays out. He disciplines her right in front of the beach, in front of uh, anybody. Look, who there's just a lot of different way. You know, I would hear men 
uh, my peers, you know, as we raised our daughters, talked to me as if they, their daughter's emerging sexuality was a, a threat to them or something that there was a dam they had to, uh, you know, put, put barriers in front. And excuse me, I'm a was a 14-year-old boy and a 15-year-old boy and a 16 and 17-year-old boy. And so, you know, girls have things, girls, and this was, you know, so that's how I've always felt about my own daughter, my other gorgeous, is that it's a natural process. This is a natural thing where, where it goes. So a guy like that, he could say anything he wants. It's it's it 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 it's like that moment. Um it flashes me back. This is so arcane, but it's that moment when um, Dale Bumpers was defending Bill Clinton in the Senate about in, during Monica Lewinsky. And he says, when they tell you it's about this, it's about the sex. It's about the sex. It's about the sex. It's always about the sex with with that. So I think that James put the, and, and by the way, James Eckhouse is, is truly a, a friend. And that is not in the least who he is. So we're, we're praising Brenda's fine acting. That's not, you know that. That is not James right. at all. Uh, and I think even Carol in her way, that moment was just a stop, you know, because it's embarrassing to have well, your kid have to do this so much. Yeah. Uh, just well, the claim. Yeah. I, I was, uh, I, I was very much an advocate for the female sexuality on this show. And I wound up speaking all over the country about it and uh, and making a stand and feeling that the show was, it was very important on the show that we had women claiming their sexuality, young, you know, young girls. And that, but what, what I started work, what I started working uh, toward was I got involved with the, uh, an organization called SAFE the campaign to prevent teen pregnancy. And it was part of the Kaiser family foundation. It was a whole thing. And that's how we got involved with prom and putting the condoms on the, on the table uh, with, from the math club and the condoms became a big thing on our show. And they all, they had been already when you, when Karen and you wrote the, everybody's talking about it episode. And uh, it, it was, it was a theme of the show that we were, we were not, we did not play girls as victims as uh, we played girls as part equal participants in this kind of. And then if they did, like for sexual experience. Absolutely. And, and even with Kelly, even if you look at her in the first couple of seasons and she would imply, Oh, you know, a kind of a, I'm willing to be the guy, the sluttiness or whatever else, if there would be that or the guy or as cute guys, Whatever she did on the week, that was not done on screen too much. You know, we didn't, we, we did a little bit of that on that Halloween episode the first time we dealt with uh, date rape. But, but uh, Kelly, we, we did this on purpose though, because Slumber Party had set up in season one right. that Kelly was uh, broken. And mm -hmm. the fact that she was broken affected her in every choice we made, we were very consistent with her character. The only character I feel we weren't consistent with, um, and this this came down from Mr. Spelling, was Donna, because I felt and fought so hard for Donna to be able to be our virgin forever. I just thought that was, we had created a character for whom one of the most unusual things about 90210 was that we had 
someone who practiced their faith on primetime television. That was it's really, always, really yes, big. It, it changed the, the, the direction of our audience. And you guys who are out there listening to this, you know that's the case. You know, the, Darren, originally, we were making the show for kids from suburban lifestyle, you know, urban suburban. You know, by the time Donna becomes this character, we're out in the, in the, in, you know, more rural, as our friend Serena uh, yeah. talked about. You know, hello, right. Serena, if you're listening down there in Texas, Sally I mean, Lake's testing. It, I thought it was really important that we had the balance. You know, if we had all these other girls who were sleeping around, whether it was because they were in love or they just wanted to have fun, we needed that balance. And so when it finally came that Donna was going to, wanted to lose her virginity with David, I fought really hard with Aaron. I wanted them to have a fake wedding. I wanted them to go to Mexico, run off, and I wanted some padre to marry them. And then it turned out that it was all pretend and he wasn't a real padre. But at least in Donna's mind, she would have gotten married. But Aaron- I love up. that. I, I wish that I wish that you were that right. I wish they had done that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We well, you know, like you understand something. Jessica is up not only whatever predilections Mr. Spelling might have, she's up against sweeps. Right. And you're in a show. Was that year seven, Jess, or six? Seven, right? Oh, no. Uh, no. Yeah, well, they, uh, not, seven. It's either six or seven. It's, it's yeah, it must be. No, you're right. It must have been. It must have been seven. So, you know, the seven. Uh oh. You know, any these people followed our ratings. I mean, I think maybe a little less. I don't know. Obviously, I wasn't there. But when I was doing it, they followed it so closely. Any any blip, any burp anywhere, there'd be a phone call with from to, to from Littman to me saying, hey, We've just looked at this, and I like the people who studied the ratings. They were—I I knew those guys too. They—they're the ones that all left with Barry Diller just to go work at AO um, when he started at IAC. But that—that uh, that whole group of people—and they were really smart. But at the same time, there was a lot of pressure because we were a flagship. We were carrying other show. We were we important. So I don't know if that was part of it, but it would seem to me it would be. I don't think so because we could have pumped it up and we could have done all the sexy things we would have done. And it would, did they or don't they could have done it all. It was, he's looked me straight in the eye and he said, she's been a virgin too long. If there's going to be a wedding, it's going to be a real wedding. And it's going to be at the end of this show. When this whole thing ends, that's when she's getting married. So don't make me tell me stories about pretend weddings. Donna doesn't want to be the last virgin in America. You're going to do this the way I'm telling you to do it. And I was like, okay. How much do you think that was coming from him versus that was coming from Tori telling him and then you hearing both. it? Both, both, both. Yeah, she, I was, he I was, that she said that she didn't want to be a virgin anymore. Whether the series was going to end with a wedding, that I believe came from him. Yes. Yes. I would agree with that. I that, think all of that sounds accurate. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. She had, had a lot, you know, after, well, truthfully, I mean, if you think of it, after, if I was my own little, little, um, little island in there in the development of this, and Darren was an island, and this was an island, and we're all starting out in our islands, and we all have buffers and things, they're, they're gone, and now it's Aaron. Aaron, it's his show. And I did never had to contend, as I said to Larry, uh, a few weeks back when talking, and I'm, same thing to you, Jess. I never had to contend with those conversations after that you had post me because because my name was on there in that title. He was reluctant to 
um, uh, sometimes, you know, how Eric, Eric, he would, he would get, he'd always get what he'd want, but, you know, almost, but he would also have to defer. And after, you know, uh, at then it was him and Duke were, were the executive producers. And this well, is what I we had want. a title. I, they gave me an executive no, producer. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not I saying had that. it. And I, and but, I, but I, but yeah, he, he put his name on he it. Did. That's what I'm no, saying. No, wait, let me just say, continue the said the thought. I had the title. But it didn't have the power at all. Yes, no, well, that's the. It's like you know that was it was a, it was, uh, mm. you know it was. That, I, yes, I've actually said this was before you got there. But I'm Yanni from from um, propaganda. You know, went into me and and with the thing with the rip with with the blonde hair and how we put Brenda as a blonde and how much bad feedback there was to that and this and everybody's and. Yanni goes up to me and says, you're the executive producer. You can, you have to, I said, you're only the executive producer if they recognize you as such. They didn't call, they called you anything you want, but you know, right. and in There's that, the difference, the only difference was Aaron's name was not, I, and by the way, after the first season, no, excuse me, after the third season, second season, once we became a union television show, at the start of this season, so one of the conversations I had with Aaron Spelling at the start of this episode is, Aaron, you need to put your name on here with me. You need to put your name on here. You don't want to do that. And oh, lots of reasons, and then we never really explored it. But every year I had to say, come on, you are an executive producer of this television show. Whether you're, you know, hands-on, you know, middle management, upper middle management like me, or you're the, you know, the Lord of the re the realm, it doesn't matter. You are the executive producer here. Well, I, and he was I from the beginning. Me. He was from the beginning. He just, it's it very, was very different in any business, I'm sure, but in show business in particular, there are very few places where you work, where the man you're working for has his own name over the door. And, you know, it might as well be Louis B. Mayer. But Aaron, Aaron Spelling was, it was his company. He owned right. the ballpark. And it was what so, was going on at the time with these guys. And they were an amazing group of, and they were got mostly guys. Um, Marcy Carcy, you know, being an exception a little bit. And, and a few of, certainly Diane English comes along and others comes along. But in terms of the, 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 the Indies, Moore. you got Mary Tyler Moore's company, you got Grant Tinker and Mary Tyler Moore, you got Norman Lear, you got Stephen Cannell, you got Stephen Bochco, you got Aaron Spelling. You yep. you have titans. Right. I remember and and, and um, I remember once I, I worked for Fred Silverman and Lee Rich for a, for a while, and it was like I'm working for the titans. You're working for guys who were so larger in life. Now today, don't be kid yourself. You we also have incredibly powerful uh, writer, producers, executive, yes. corporate people, yes. uh, and very good ones. Um, yes. uh, you know, Shonda Rhimes being, you, you know, one comes to mind. And of course, um, Ryan Murphy, Ryan Murphy and, uh, and, and, um, Berlanti. These are, these are hugely powerful, Chuck Lorre. But, yep. it, but they don't get yeah, Chuck Lorre, but they don't get their name on the title on the studio, which is what the difference was the indie. They're all subsumed in a corporate environment, mm. which, not true with the ones I mentioned. And when I mentioned that name, Lee Rich, that was the company, Lorimar. Those are the people who did Dallas and Knott's right. Landing, and they were a big yep. deal, too. Yeah. Well, things pick up in this episode, and uh, let's take a look at this scene. Let me in, Dylan. Don't make me go back. I can't. Where is she? She doesn't want to see you. 
That's too bad. You tell her to get her things and come out here. I'm sorry, I can't do that. I'm not leaving, Daddy. You get your bags, young lady. We're going home. No. Not until you accept Dylan as part of my life. We'll talk about it at home. It's not good enough. I'm not leaving without my daughter. It's between you and Brenda. This is my house. I have to ask you to leave. Brenda, you come out here right now. So what are you going to do? You're going to go down there and drag her out, kicking and screaming? That's what this has come to. Dylan, whatever this has come to, it hasn't come to that. I love that line so much because Dylan has upper hand the entire episode. He goes, he's don't you ever ask me about the high school, my grades again earlier in the episode. And he said, this is my house, basically like get off my property. And I love that moment where it's like, no, let me tell you how it is. And just take a step back and have a little bit of perspective. Yeah. Right. And then in the next episode, they're going to turn it all around. Right. What I, what I found We're gonna do a deep dive for that one a, a little Good. bit later in the in the year because that one is is really one of my favorites because it, it it had the same amount of crazy invention as you just described it and they go to Mexico and they find a padre and you know what I mean and they're gonna get this and they're gonna go to Europe and this one goes here and you'll stand in here you know it's like well let's just manipulate all of this and also to look for the humor out of the drama because we used to and always I, love to I, do that. What I was struck by at the end of this episode, the next scene when Dylan and mm -hmm. Brenda are alone and she says, I'm not going to sleep with you because I'm just going to see my father, basically, or whatever she says. But the hug between them at the end was such a, a moment straight out of The Graduate with these two people who suddenly find themselves yes. not really sure that they're where they need to be or they want to yeah. be. And they're in the was, back of the bus, right there. They're in the back mm -hmm. of the bus. That yes, was, yes. And that's what that's what that moment was. For, yeah. And, and I think we really, articulate. really well. And I'm pretty sure we would articulate stuff like that. Oh, a we lot of the we way, planned that. Yeah. That was this but, was this isn't right. wasn't a coincidence. And it's very funny for me because Chuck, I've said this many times before, how little I remember. Except when you watch the stuff, you suddenly start to remember right. and what you I remember start to remember the typing, and there are there are certain words, there are certain phrases, even in that scene. What are you going to drag my drag around kicking and screaming? That was either that was uh, either straight out of Steve or straight out of me. That's such a, you can just hear the Jewish parent saying those words, <laughs> and I just <laughs> there are just certain things. They might have been. They might have thought they were Scott Irish, but Jessica <laughs> Klein and Charles right. Rosen, Sharon Green, we, we know what they really were. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Lisa wants to say that when Jackie's water break, David says, well, what do we do, boil water or something? He also is confused about getting a plumber. 
that's a funny little thing that happens. Yeah, yeah of course, you know, they're there, you got to take them in, in that moment. And of course, you say that like that sets stuff in, in motion, you know, that, uh, but, but all of that, I mean, these, these characters existed so we could get six episodes out of an arc, you know, I yeah. mean, that's everything that happened. We needed to, to, to do something with it. Otherwise, let's put something in that we can do something with. Chris wants to know who, whose idea was it for Jim to wear that ugly shorts and shirt <laughs> the whole episode. I think, I think, you know, you've heard me and, and I love, you know, Molly, if you're listening, you know, I uh, up there in Canada, you know, I love you, but you often I sing the praises of Diane Kennedy, but this must've been Diane Kennedy's revenge on Jim James Eckhouse or something. You know, he, I don't understand why he didn't shower. He came back to the beach and he, you're not going to shower. You're going to be in that set. Sure. Well, he didn't get to enjoy the beach because he made Cindy leave as soon as they had a fight. Yeah, so he barely even in. drank his champagne. Yeah, they were out of there. Meanwhile, right. it's like 85 degrees and Cindy's in a full sweatsuit. Like, she's in Brooklyn <laughs> in January, you know, February. Well, you know, because it was probably, in real life, it was probably 60. Right. It, it was May, and the fact is, yeah, you know, when the beach is in, in California, you know, unless there's a real... Heat wave happening there. They're like Jessica says, they're more six that time of year. You get a you get a sunny day in the, in the 60s, you're happy. This person, look at these people dressed for this <laughs> beach club here. This woman in this dress and whatnot. Yeah. People in pants. Well, uh, it must have been a network true. note. Make it look like the Hamptons. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it was. Uh, Naj says, why does Brand this is I, I'm gonna read word for word what he says. Why does Brandon complain about Andrea liking him like it's completely one-sided when he almost this is his words, banged her in the peach pit when he initiated kissing her three times before season three. Complexities. Complexities. I think Jessica's right. But I also think that um, his particular complexity was that it's summer and there's girls going to be all over that beach. And he may like Andrea from time to time, but she would definitely cramp his style. So. Right. I think that's definitely true. The whole and as a series, I know people are, but also if they were a couple, it would have altered things so dramatically yes. that he could not have been the the guy all the girls want to make out with if he was yeah. so. Right. Um, also, there's something so nice about having an intellectual romance. Like they weren't. Yeah. It wasn't a romance on with other organs, as it were. <laughs> right. Uh, but every Michelle, time it was hinted at, and every time there was a chance, it was wonderful. Yes. yes. For all of us Andreas in the world, it was wonderful at those moments. Yes. No, no question. Yeah, for sure. Michelle wants to know, did you always have in mind that Brenda's father would create a rift between Brenda and Dylan? I guess that answer is yes, right? Well, as soon as they found the, uh, as soon as they found the birth control in the trash, yeah. I mean, then and then it's there. It's, it's what we were talking about before, Michelle. You know, it's it. He can't look at him. It, he sometimes tries to look at him as like, oh, I'm just. It's just a fiduciary responsibility. He's well, my, once, bro my brother. He's looking at him as you're the one guy who's having sex with my daughter. Right. And once you give him a lot of money and make uh, make Jim Walsh the trustee, you're, we were setting the, up trouble. Con there's yeah, a conflict. Like, yes, that's, that's setting up. The, yeah. Right, and we didn't we didn't really it didn't come to to fruition till season four. But you're right, we're setting it up right here. 
you know, but yeah. why? And, it, and it's odd. Like, why are they even having this relationship? You think that James in, in real life, James Walsh would have handed him over to, uh, you know, um, you know, Morris Udall, who's in the next office. You know, yeah. I mean. Right, right. Uh, Alicia wants to know the look on Dylan's face at the end. What thoughts were there? Uh, was it, it this is overwhelming getting to incense? Was there concern still for Brenda or was he pulling away? I guess she's thinking about Dylan. Over there. Well, that's what we were talking about, Alicia, when we no. were referencing the scene at the end of The Graduate. I think that right. he suddenly realizes that he's getting more than he bargained for. It's one thing to be in love, uh, a teenager in love, um, and kissing in the shower at the beach club. It's another thing to have someone move in. He did not plan a domestic scene. He's mm -hmm. too young for that. And that's right. That's right. And is and all these responsibilities. And you know, when we did the team Brenda, Tim, Team Kelly, and we looked through it, you know, Brenda, she spent so much of his time having to battle Jim Walsh for years now. It, it, is this what I'm? Is this what my entire future is going to be? And when right. Brandon says, you know, I think you may be looking at the wrong person to blame. So this is not all Dylan's fault. It that that was so true. But for Dylan. It was made. He was made to be a bad guy for so many episodes, for so many months in yeah. that family. And all he, all this guy wanted was a family. You know that yeah. Welsh family represents Cindy. He loved Cindy, and he. I mean, I think that in his inner child would have very much liked to have been embraced by them, and mm. not to have had this conflict. And it's what makes it so poignant. I also love to your point, Jessica, earlier about how you championed women having women, you know, like young teenage girls have being able to own their sexuality and how important that was. I love that line of Brandon's because it was another acknowledgement of that. But we're hearing it from Brandon, who earlier in the episode was looking at girls on the beach and going, I'll take that. I'll take one of those and two of those and just in this really kind of icky boy, you know, teenage boy way. And then he's saying, uh, you know what, this is not... Dylan is 100% the sexuality. You're looking at the wrong person. Brenda's a human being too. Right. She also has feelings and desires and uh, and sexuality and she owns it. And it was an important statement for him to make too. Absolutely. Great point. Uh, the other thing that happens in this episode and we're almost done here is this thing with Steve and uh, Brandon and Steve is going to work at the Peach Pit, this, this comedic relief, uh, which does not go well. Charles, uh, how did you come up with that idea? Just the idea, well, what are we going to do with Steve this week? You know, there's an A story, there's a B story, and there's this notion of a comedy runner. And the idea of thinking about, uh, you know, a, a, a prince of uh, Sunset Boulevard having to... Uh, you know, not pour coffee without spilling. Um, truthfully, cuts a little too close to home for me. <laughs> but uh, it isn't was, it yes. a wonderful moment when he says it? Everything's turning to the natural order at the end. It's like yes, oh. yes exactly, yes, exactly, because that's not where he's going to belong. But uh, no. and of course, and then we did it as a bet. I mean, again, so it was it was something that. You know, and I think we used to say this a lot, and and uh, you know maybe it's something the fans to think about amongst yourselves and have this question <laughs> and let us know. I used to think that we would put things in that the fans knew, especially that they knew they were watching a television show. Now, 
it, it now maybe not so much I think that anymore. But but then I that they knew these things, that these things were there, that these moments were there, that it was not uh, it that you just not a documentary, that this was that we I, were and after a while that we were gonna take care of you and you're gonna it won't be I too think, drastic. And, I think that what you're describing is we knew it was a television show. We had we had stories that we were playing for heart and we had stories that we were playing for political reasons. And we have stories that we were playing for all kinds of serious points. And then we had stories we were playing for fun. And to us, that was the beauty of our television show. This yeah. was to us a television show. Absolutely. And there was going to be a party in the third act and we were going to have a have fun and they were our characters had highs and lows which is what made it so fabulous they'd be happy one minute boy a boy would call invite them somewhere they they'd be thrilled and then he'd break up with them and they'd be crying 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 and then somebody else would come along happy sad happy sad that was our show and Aaron loved that and we and that was a conscious choice from first six you know where the joke where's this where's where can we find the fun uh, and so, you know, Brenda's going to learn how to drive a car, you know, in yeah. episode three, right? Or four, whenever we're, we're going, it's not just, uh, you know, angst and we're talking about white privilege. No, no. I, how is it to see Steve saying it's privilege? I heard you say yeah. that word. It was like, ooh, yeah. Yeah. it means something different today. Actually, Jessica, you got exactly to go back and look at, or maybe and Pete, but please send her uh, the, 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 with the original music. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the, the one episode two, the, uh, the, um, about, um, shoplifting. It, mm -hmm. It's amazing how much white privilege is talked about in that episode. That was, that was Amy's first episode. Number two, we did. It, it's yeah. an amazing, this one, they, this one did privilege. That one did white privilege. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, All right. I think we covered this. We nailed this episode. Um, yeah. I think Wonderful really to look back at it. Thank you very much. Oh, for letting me both. walk down this particular path of memory lane. Yep. So next week we're going to talk about Valentine's Day, and then for all you Kelly and Dylan fans on the 16th, we're going to dive into some of that. Uh, and we will talk about senior poll on that. I think that's, gonna be, that's been a, a, hot, a hot topic. Will it's we a hot that? requested one. You remember that's you know the... we'll, we'll we'll bring that into the into the plate into that as well. All right, guys, thank you so much. This was great. Uh, we will see everybody uh, next week. Right? Yes. Thank yes. you so much. Thanks. Right. Bye. Always good bye. having you, Jessica Shaw. And thanks. Great right. to yeah. see you, Jessica Shaw. You too. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. All thank right. You. Awesome, guys.